0: But what if what if he had said what if he had said my my budget's only a thousand dollars a month okay well then over ten months we'll get a million ads out there what if he had said my budget's only five hundred dollars a month okay we're gonna be partners for the next twenty months then right I'm willing to sell you what you can afford but what you need is a million impressions right you get to determine over what time period you you do that right it's like This this Jeep costs 40 grand. You can pay cash for it today or you can make payments over the next five years or three years or two years or whatever is for you. The campaign, a million impressions, I felt like that would be valuable to him. As for how long he wanted to take to get the results, that was up to him.
1: Hi, my name is Caitlin Pyatt. I'm a professionally certified marketer, and this is the Start Marketing Podcast, where small business owners can find authentic, accessible, and actionable marketing advice to help them grow and scale their businesses. I've worked in marketing for over 13 years, and it's an industry I genuinely love and a craft I believe can revolutionize and propel businesses to unimaginable growth. I'm the director of marketing at a startup. I run the Start Marketing community, and of course, I host this podcast. But I'm also a wife, a mom of three, and my house is generally always chaotic. I like learning about marketing, talking about it, and this is my favorite place to share my love of marketing. If you can't tell, I'm kind of a nerd about it. So I hope you're ready to soak it all in and start marketing. Hey, Start Marketers, welcome back. I hope you're excited to dig in to display ads and all things digital advertising today because David is back and here to help us do just that. As a reminder, if you didn't catch us na- last week, David McBee is our guest and he started working with business owners back in the days of the original search engine, the Yellow Pages. When the internet was born and he showed an aptitude for how it could impact his clients, he embraced the technology, becoming an internet trainer, traveling the country, and teaching hundreds of sales reps how and business owners about internet marketing. In 2008, David had the opportunity to be trained at Google's Mountain View Googleplex, becoming one of the first Google AdWords certified trainers. Having worked for a handful of internet marketing agencies and as an independent consultant, David has was recruited to be the national director of training for a targeted advertising company. In this role, he works directly with business owners to help them understand the inner workings for targeted advertising, programmatic display, and connected TV to increase brand value and grow revenue. So David, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again.
0: Happy to be here. It was a lot of fun last time.
1: Yes, of course. All right. So we... Probably got people a little riled up there at the end of the episode, talking about actually investing in your marketing. But it is a hard and um, it is it's a hard truth. Sometimes I think let's just, I'm going to say that I think that is that is fair to, to say. So if I am at the point, and if last week's episode kind of kicked me into gear to say, all right, I'm going to start investing in marketing and in my business. Are there things that I should have in place before I start doing any sort of targeted display?
0: That's a good question. But it kind of it depends on whether or not you're going to do this yourself or if you're going to outsource it, right? So, and if you're going to do things that are free and earned media or if you're going to do paid media, right? So let's let's focus on a little bit of the free stuff and doing it yourself, right? Um, First of all, it may be free to post on Facebook and TikTok and social media, but it's not really free because it takes so much time, right? Um, I didn't share this with you last week, but I am the author of a children's book series, and I do all my own social media for that. This morning, I probably spent a half hour on a 30-second TikTok You know, and my hope is that it'll get the 2 million views that some of my other videos have gotten and it'll result in some book sales, but that was a half hour of my time. So if you're constantly trying to create content, whether it's blogs or videos or social media stuff, you're really not running your business. I mean, you didn't get into, you know, accounting to do social media. You got into accounting to do accounting or build decks or whatever it might be. So. That's, that's a conversation I think that business owners need to have with themselves. I've talked to business owners who, I learned Google AdWords. I'm doing it all myself. And I'm like, great. How much time are you spending on that? I'm like, well, I do it after hours. I do it when I get home. I'm like, what about your wife? And what about your kids? Oh, well, I do it after they go to sleep. Okay, you're a crazy person. I'll let me see your account. And I can see things in it that you thoroughly screwed up, right? Because, because you're not an expert at this. Mm -hmm. so that's one part of the conversation is how much of it do you want to do yourself some people do it because they like doing it but really that's a distraction from what they got into business for and i really want to scold them just a little bit and say hey come on you need to you need to outsource that now the problem with outsourcing is they don't want to spend the money but Mm -hmm. unlike outsourcing someone to mow your lawn or clean your house outsourcing marketing should If they've hired the right person, return more back to them than they spent on it, right? They need to hire someone who can turn a thousand dollars into two thousand dollars month after month after month, two thousand into four, four thousand into (laughs) eight. Listen to me, Mr. Math, right? Um, so what do you need to have in place? You need to have good quality content, you need to have good photography, good videography things that you can either leverage in your own free creations or that you can give to a marketing team, right? Because even a marketing team can't create content for you. Well, it can, but it's not as good if you're not involved with it, right? So you've got to be able to tell your story in a valuable and compelling way and then let the marketing team get it out there in the right channels to the right audience, to get you that return on investment. So that's what I think you need to have in place. That and hire someone you can truly trust who has some skin in the game. They really, really care about your success and they are going to prove to you that you're making a positive return on your ad spend. That's important.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great, I think that's a great point. It's it's always a struggle, I think, to say, go ahead and outsource something. But I'm a, I am a big proponent of paying somebody who's an expert to do the expert things for you. Like I said in the last episode, the, digital advertising is not something – even as a marketer, it's it's not my area of expertise. I am I am 100% going to pay somebody when I do it to just do it for me because I don't understand everything. And I think uh, I just don't – I don't subscribe to the philosophy and some some people do, and and that's fine, but I do not personally subscribe to the philosophy of like, oh, let me learn how to do this and just, you know, like do it a little bit okay myself. Like, I don't know. My time is just too, too much. I had, I was, I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago and she was like, you know what? this idea that i could like do it all myself and like do it all organically she was like why i'm just going to just going to give away all of my time which is very precious to me she goes i'm just going to pay to be where i need to be to get in front of my target audience she goes i'd rather just do that than try to do it myself and i'm like you know what i agree you know what I, maybe that makes me sound a little bit bougie or something but
0: i, would I just rather so pay all. Here, Let me tell you a story. Like, My buddy Josh is the king of Google AdWords. Yes, my introduction said I was a Google AdWords certified trainer. Yeah, like 15 years ago. I could barely get around a Google AdWords campaign right now, right? right? Every time someone has said to me, hey, will you take a look at my Google AdWords campaign and I share it with Josh, Josh finds a million holes in the campaigns that they've built. This has been going on for Nearly 15 years, every business I've ever referred to Josh, he's looked at the campaign and said, that's a problem. That's a mistake. That's a problem. Not once has he ever come back and go, they built that perfectly. Never, not once ever. And so can Josh improve the campaign the 30% that it needs to be improved to warrant his management fees? Every dang time, every dang time. If you've got the right guy, if you've got the right lady running your campaign, then the management fee to do it is more than worth it. And you don't want to learn all that stuff, do you? Like, do you really yeah. want to learn how many uh, how many characters can go into the headline of a Google AdWords campaign? Oh, and by the way, they change that stuff every dang week. It's ridiculous. I don't want to know all those things. I want to run my business. I want to mm-hmm. mow lawns. I want to fix people's HVAC units. I want to put roofs together, whatever it is you do. Let the Josh's of the world get into the computer and, and do those things for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. So kind of building off of that, is there is there kind of like a minimum budget? So when I think about going in and like building these campaigns, is there a minimum? Ooh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to ask this question next. Instead, I'm going to ask this one. So as I think about it, how how do I make sure that I have a strategy in place? Like how do I create a strategy? Is that something that I let someone do for me? Like, do they dictate that? Is that something as a small business owner that I set? How does that happen? So that I understand what this campaign is going to do and like what I'm spending my money on.
0: All right, let's go. uh, Let's go way back in time before the internet. And you say to a, a representative who sells TV commercials, I want to double my business. That guy is not really going to know how many many TV commercials it's going to require to do that, right? They're just going to take a shot in the dark, or they're going to use the experience that they've had selling TV commercials over the years to just do the best they can. But the internet comes with data, right? You can literally go to Google keyword AdWords, uh, keyword estimator tool. You can type in uh, searches for plumbers in Kansas City, and it will literally tell you how many people are searching for a plumber this month and how much every one of those clicks cost. And if you invest this much money, this is how many clicks you'll get to your website. And if you know how many clicks to your website return into a customer, you can just do the math right there before you even get started, right? That formula gets a little more challenging with social media and with targeted display ads or connected TV ads, but it's all there because everything in the digital space is trackable. So you can leverage the historical data from another HVAC guy and what he did. You can't because you're the business owner, but a real good consultant should be able to start in a place of knowledge based on all the other campaigns at their fingertips or all the data that is available inside the World Wide Web. So unlike a big fat guess that might take place with traditional media, and I'm not poo-pooing on traditional media, it has its place in this world. (coughs) It has a much greater reach, right than digital. So um, I'm a fan of it, but at the end of the day, digital comes with so much data that you can create these strategies in advance. And then to make it even better is you can run a campaign for a month or two or three, and over time, you can look at the results and you can determine from the results what's working and what isn't and you can shift budget around and improve the campaign over time. So yes, you have to have a strategy and I say you meaning the person you hired because I believe so strongly in that unless you absolutely love doing internet marketing as part of your, you know, business. I
1: think that's I think that's great advice. I I am always a proponent when you outsource of at least understanding what it is you're outsourcing because there are plenty there are plenty of great people out there who will help you do the things you need to do for your business. There are people out there who will just take your money because you are none the wiser and they can make a profit on it. And it's it stinks when you find those people. It stinks. It happens. It happens to the best of us. It happens to it just happens sometimes. So I'm always a very big proponent of understanding what you are getting yourself into and how to talk to the people that you're outsourcing to so you can feel like, yeah, okay. I understand what you're doing. We're on the same page. And even though I might not totally understand it, I can follow the direction. I get it. I, I know where we're headed. so the the question I was going to ask is, before the strategy is once I know that I'm going to get started, how do I sort of – how do I figure out what my budget should be? Is it going back to kind of the math that you were talking about or how, how do I determine what the right amount is versus somebody saying, hey, I think you should just pay me $2,500 a month?
0: Yeah, there, honestly, there is a little bit of that, like just throwing a dart at a board and saying, ah, two grand should do the trick, right? Unfortunately, there is some of that going on um, because there, as much data as there is out there, it's not always exactly right data or, you know, this doctor could be different than from the other doctor. So it's, it's challenging. So... One of the best things you can do is go back to that ROI conversation, right? You can say, well, what is one new customer worth to me? Now, if you're a pizza joint, one new customer might be worth $5 for a slice of pizza, or it might be worth $30 if they bring their family in. Or if you consider lifetime value of that pizza customer, and it's me, it could be thousands of dollars, right? But uh, I like to go back to, okay, what is the value of a customer? Maybe I want to sell... Um, uh, skiing equipment, right? And I know that when someone comes into my store, they spend about $1,000 on skiing equipment. And my profit on that is $300. Well, I want to get 10 new customers a month. Now I know I need to spend, uh, you know, 300 times 10 is 3,000. I cut that in half. Now I've got a $1,500 budget to try and get 10 new customers to double my investment. I, you know, there's, there's no hard right answer to your question, Caitlin. But that's a little bit of the math that I sometimes do when I'm talking to business owners about their budgets. Usually though, they have a budget in their head. They're like, I know I need to do marketing and I've got a budget in my head that's $2,000 a month or whatever it might be. And then I am challenged to say, all right, how do I make you the $4,000? That's on me as the consultant, right? So It's a, that's a really hard question that you asked. And I don't think there is a solid right answer unless it's Google AdWords because there's plenty of data right there saying, this is how many people search. This is how much the clicks cost with Google AdWords. It's a pretty easy formula, but that doesn't hold true for social or targeted display. I don't think.
1: Yeah. I, I, I ask because I feel like a lot of times I see this and I mentioned it in last week's episode, you know, like Facebook will pop up and be like, Oh, you know, $25, And I feel like – I mean, I fell into that trap for a split second when I thought, I'm going to tackle this myself. And as a marketer, I'm going to learn how to do digital marketing, like digital display ads. And then I quickly realized I hated it. Um, But, you know, they throw it out and they're like, oh, this – just give us a little bit of money. And I feel like sometimes it's a little bit of an unfair representation because what is that $25? Is that even enough? It's only – on one hand, it's only $25. On the other hand, I spent $25. That got me maybe something? Question yeah, mark? but if
0: a million people <laughs> fall for that and spend the $25, Facebook just made $25 million.
1: I know. So the, I guess therein lies my point is that sometimes the like suggested – the when it's so small – it is almost a little bit feels like a little bit of i don't want to say a bait and switch maybe false advertising a little bit where it's like oh pay me just give us $25 and as a small business owner you're going like okay cool $25 that's reasonable i can i can kind of do that and then it doesn't really get me anything so it's you know it's a play by facebook to just make 25 million dollars which is great for them I
0: guess devil's advocate if I'm Facebook I'm gonna be like well yeah we made you double your investment you made 50 bucks but over the course of a month you wouldn't notice 50 bucks again it's just just too little it's too little amount
1: yeah yeah that's true I don't think I made anything off of my 25
0: dollars that I spent (laughs) And that leads to like another conversation, which is consistency, right? Yeah, yeah. If you spend twenty five dollars a month every month for a whole year, you might get it some bites, right? And that's mm-hmm, twenty five mm-hmm. times twelve. It's what three hundred dollars a year, right? If you got one client out of that, would that pay for it? Like that's sure. yeah, yeah. But if you got one client a year, would you know? <laughs> right, right, right.
1: <laughs> no, I think I, that is that is a great point. I um, just did I just did a little Instagram live for Grow Nebraska uh, a few weeks ago, talking about consistency and the importance of consistency. And so I think to that point, that is another another thing. I think when you consider doing digital advertising, is that it's not necessarily like a one and done. It's not I'm just going to give you twenty five dollars this month and make my make my money back. That consistency has a lot to do with it. And then over time, so you really do kind of have to think about, you know, your, your overall strategy and how this is going to support your business and what your business needs to get out of it so that you can appropriately say, okay, you know, if I'm doing $500 this month or $1,000 this month, is that enough? Do I need to do that month over month? And I think that's something, it's a great point. It may work one and done sometimes, but other times you need to be able to plan and say, this is going to have to be a consistent investment. Otherwise it's not going to bring back what I, what I hope for.
0: I, I have a story with, for you that I think will really amplify this point. If you will, I don't know if amplifies the right word. Anyway, uh, you know, I get dragged on sales calls quite a bit as a trainer and i help out the seller and that is always a question that comes up and a lot for a lot of years we kind of landed on a $1000 a month is kind of a good minimum right that there wasn't real data to support that except for the fact that the $1000 a month campaigns kind of stuck around longer than the less than $1000 campaigns right and they're sticking around because they're feeling the results right so $1000 a month was kind of this good number but i was talking with this one business owner and um I got the sense that he might have a bigger budget than $1,000 a month. And I really wanted him to have big, powerful results. So he said, well, what's it going to cost for me to do all that, that that this guy has laid out for me? And I said, hang on a second. I think you should buy a million ad impressions. He's like, what does that mean? I said, well, these display ads, they cost about a penny a piece. And every time somebody sees them, and I think you put a million of them out there, you know, in in our city in this city that we're in (laughs) and you're going to feel the results a million. Just, I just pulled it out of thin air, right? And, uh, and he said, well, how much does that cost? And I said, penny a piece, million impressions, it's $10,000. And he looked at me, Caitlin, he goes, 10 grand. That's way out of my budget. And I said, "Mm, well, hang on. I didn't say over what time period that $10,000 was. So what is your budget? And he said, well, it's three grand. I said, so let's do this for three months. That's, you know, and a little bit more, right? Let's do 333,000 impressions per month over the next three months for three grand. And that's a million ads we're going to put out there. And you're going to feel the results of that. That was so unscientific, (laughs) but it got a lot of his ads out there really fast. And he stuck around for many, many months after that.
1: Hearing that, it it sounds it sounds so intimidating to, you know, it's going, well, what it's if, going what back. If he
0: said, what if he said, my, my budget's only $1,000 a month? Okay, well, then over 10 months, we'll get a million ads out there. What if he yes. had said, my budget's only $500 a month? Okay, we're going to be partners for the next 20 months then, right? Sure. I'm willing to sell you what you can afford, but what you need is a million impressions, right? Mm. You get to determine over what time period you you do that, right? It's like this this Jeep costs 40 grand. You can pay cash for it today, or you can make payments over the next five years or three years or two years or whatever is sure. comfortable for you. The yeah. campaign, a million impressions, I felt like that would be valuable to him. As for how long he wanted to take to get the results, that was up to him.
1: Sure. And I think that goes back to what I I tell my clients all the time. You have to understand what your business needs in order to decide like how to do your marketing. So it sounds intimidating, you know, when you talk about a million impressions, when you talk about that kind of money, but then thinking about, okay, well, can I afford to do that over 20 months? Maybe, maybe not if i can't then then what do i need if your marketing doesn't support your your business goals then more often than not it's not going to perform at the rate that you need it to is that fair
0: yes but i mean so many business owners are paying thousands of dollars in you know in wages to employees And they're paying hundreds of dollars for electricity and rent and phone bills. And they recognize that this is an ongoing expense that's part of being a business owner. And I want to pound it into your listeners' heads over and over and over that so is marketing. Mm. At some level, you've got to have a monthly marketing budget and it needs to be ongoing and consistent. Unless, the caveat to that, and I tell business owners this all the time, is unless you have so much business, you're turning it away. If that's the case, then okay, maybe you don't advertise or maybe you dial it down because you don't ever want to be in a position unlike that. That's a great position to be in. But I believe strongly with all of my heart, and this isn't just a belief I pulled out of the air. This is based on working with hundreds of business owners over the last 20 years, that if you invest significantly in your marketing and you're doing the right thing with the right consultant and you're doing the right strategies you're going to get double, triple, quadruple your money back month after month after month and it's going to sustain itself and it's going to grow your business.
1: Mm, absolutely. All right. So, how do I how do I make sure if I am investing? How do I make sure that my ads are actually helping me reach my goals?
0: I love this question. I love it. This is my favorite. I, I don't know what it is about the way you interview, but I feel very intense right now. I hope I'm not overwhelming the <laughs> <your> listeners.
1: <laughs> We're having a... No, it's a spirited conversation. I like All right,
0: it. So um, I'm just going to jump right to the good part, okay? There's a technology out there now called geofencing. And geofencing uses the location data from smartphones to show ads to individuals. So, for example, let's say I own David's Coffee Shop and I'm a brand new coffee shop. I don't have very many people coming into my store and I want to show my ads to people who I know spend money on coffee. Where might I like to find those people? Where would they be, Caitlin?
1: Probably around Starbucks or if you're in the Midwest, you're a Scooters person.
0: Yep, Starbucks, Scooters, uh, you know, Caitlin's Coffee, the tiny little coffee shop around the corner, whatever, right? Well. Geofencing allows me the ability to draw an imaginary fence around these locations. And then when individuals walk into those locations with a smartphone in their pocket or their purse or their hand, because we're so addicted, right? And they have apps running that use location data. That's almost every app. And almost every one of us have 10 or 20 or 30 of these running in the background at any given time. Uh, only one in 10 people turn off all their location data. So there's plenty of people who have this location data on, right? Now we can capture all those devices and then I can start showing them ads for David's Coffee Shop, either in the moment when they're there or when they go home and three days later or whatever. And then over time, they start seeing them on their phone, Maybe they're playing words with friends and in between ads or in between rounds, there's an ad for David's coffee, right? Maybe they're on their computer and they're checking ESPN for their favorite team sports scores. And there's an ad right there in the top right-hand corner for David's coffee. Maybe they turn on their connected TV in their house, the big screen, 70-inch TV, and they're watching, I don't know, uh, an old episode of Survivor on ad-supported CTV. And there's a TV commercial now for David's coffee, right? because of a little technology called cross device matching, which I won't go into the details on that, but it sees your phone and your CTV as the same person. Anyway, now I've shown them all these ads and eventually some of them are going to come to my store. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't like Caitlin's coffee anyway. It's kind of sour. Sorry to pick on you. (laughs) And they come into my store and you know what they come in? They bring their phone with them. Now I've got a geofence around my store and I'm measuring all the devices of the people to whom I showed ads to who came to my store. And literally in 2022, we can now measure foot traffic results to a local business using geofencing technology. And I think it is one of the most exciting things that has ever happened in digital marketing. Now, it's not perfect. You ever open your phone and that blue dot isn't really exactly where you are? That happens to us once in a while, right? Every time we upgrade our phones, it gets better, but it's not perfect. But if I can show you a report that says, hey, this this Geofence recorded you know, 72 people coming to your location to whom we showed ads to, that's a very, very powerful metric for a business owner. And they can say, okay, 72 people times $3 a person for coffee. And most people come back two or three times a week and the lifetime value. That, oh, by the way, do you know what the lifetime value, Caitlin, of a Starbucks customer is?
1: Uh, it's got to be something ridiculous based on my own spending habits.
0: It's $14,000, right? That's the lifetime value of a Starbucks customer. So if I can get a handful of those Starbucks customers to come over to David's Coffee, the ROI on my ad campaign for my geofencing campaign, it's all there. So that is my favorite way to do it. Of course, you can measure clicks to your website and you can calculate how many clicks result in a sale. You can put a, a form on your website like the plastic surgeon we talked about last week. And you can see who filled out the form and how many forms turn into customers. But those are some of the ways that you should be able to measure the actual dollars that you make from a digital marketing campaign.
1: That's why I like I like digital campaigns. If I'm going to, when I work with people who are ready to invest, it's so nice because you can actually see what you are paying for. You can actually track your results, which is that, you know, it's hard to do in, in another media. And for me, it's always, it feels like a good experience for small business owners and first time like spenders on marketing, because then you can actually see the value of it and feel comfortable and be like, okay, I'm not wasting some time or money on this. It is actually worth it. Um, because I think sometimes, coming in especially if you're just starting to actually market your business um, you know you want to you want to know that you're not just like throwing money out there like confetti and it's not actually coming back to you so I think I think that's fantastic so if there is one action and I am genuinely interested to hear what you're going to say to this because I know what I would say if I were you but I, I'm excited to hear what you say if there's one actionable step, that someone could take today to get started with display advertising? What would it be?
0: Display specifically or just digital and as a whole? You pick. I, uh, digitally as a whole, right? And I know the answer seems very obvious based on everything I've shared today. That's find someone who knows what they're doing that you can trust, right? It really is and that sounds very self-serving because I would love for people to call me but but what I what I really want people to do is say hey you know um let's let's see maybe maybe you find somebody whose ad campaigns are effective and you call that business and ask them who's doing their internet marketing for them right mm-hmm. if you were served an ad that was powerful or or somebody's search results are amazing and just call them up say hey who's doing your digital marketing they say Oh, we do it in house. Hang up on them, call the next person. But eventually, <laughs> you're gonna find a good consultant, or or ask around, ask other business owners who they're using and who they're happy with.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that is, that is good advice. I never actually would have thought to just call somebody up and be like, "Hey, who's who's doing your digital advertising?" I I thought you were gonna take it a step back, and before they ever found someone, to say, create a marketing budget. <laughs>
0: No, because I really think if you find the right person, they'll help you create a marketing budget. Yeah,
1: that is true.
0: They'll help you figure it out. You need to have money set aside and you need to know that it's going to cost you something. But a good consultant will be the one to tell you how much it should cost and what you can expect from it. And, you know, I don't want people to think they can't start small. They can. They can start small, but their expectations also have to be small. Right? If you're only going to spend $500, do not expect to make... or four thousand dollars in sales on a five hundred dollar investment if it were that easy everyone would do, what <laughs> you do right yes so For i believe sure. it really comes down to finding someone you trust and 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 here, here's a fun story um people who listen to podcasts like this they probably want to learn these things and they want to do a lot of this themselves And they can. There's nothing wrong with that, especially in the social media world, organic social media. There's a ton of things you can do. Um, But there are also business owners out there who realize this isn't their expertise. They need to find the right person. That was me 20 years ago when it came to financial planning. Right. I've never been a money guy or a math guy or a numbers guy, but I found a guy named Matt who knocked on my door about a week after I had my child, uh, Tanner, 22 years ago, right? And he said, hey, do you have you know a retirement or investments? And I was like, no, I guess it's time. <laughs> and 20 years later, I still don't understand the stock market and all the investments that he does for me, but I trust him. He's changed companies three times, and I've changed with him, right? I found the right guy, and my investments grew because of Matt. Not because I wanted to play around with uh, the stock market and investing. And when I invested in cryptocurrency a few years ago, I lost my butt. And he was like, I told you not to do that. <laughs> you know." So find the right person. I really want people to leave your podcast thinking that if they can find a mat, you know, if they can find someone they can trust who cares about their business, can really build a good campaign for them and communicate what they're doing back to them. That's important too. To the level they want them to. Matt always tries to explain to me what my investments are doing, and I'm like, I don't care, Matt. I just I don't care at this point. I trust you; you earn my trust. That's where you want to get with an internet marketing consultant.
1: I think that's great advice. All right, Start Marketers, you have some great information. You have some nice actionable steps to go out there and find someone that you trust to help you maximize your ad spend. Get the results that you're looking for so I hope that this has been useful to you and if you want to get the inside scoop on how to create digital ads that convert, you, you can join the start marketing community by going to getauthenticbranding.com start marketing get inside access to these answers straight from David so I hope to see you there in the meantime start
0: marketing